Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey team, welcome to episode number 60 of the podcast. I hope you're having a great week, enjoying the sunshine. It is absolutely incredible out there. We're recording a very late episode of the podcast tonight and it's unusual circumstances. I'm actually here in a camper van with a guy who is doing an incredible challenge and he's going to tell you more about that in a few minutes time. First and foremost, I want to give him a welcome to the podcast. His name is Barry Conway. His business is Barry Conway Coaching. Isn't it? Barry Conway Coaching. It I that right. Barry uh-huh. Conway Coaching, yeah. Barry is a motivational coach. He delves into personal development, mindset, all that lovely sort of stuff that I do myself as well. Barry's very into that, so I think we're going to have a good old conversation today. Barry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, much appreciated. It really is. You have a great old colour on you. Out walking in the I sun have, the last few I, days. <laughs> I couldn't miss. I couldn't miss. Uh, the weather has been absolutely superb for me. Uh, Isn't it it's been brilliant. It's it's made it slightly tougher, but I'm sure there'll be uh, a bit of rain not too far away. You love a challenge, though, so you'll be grand. Yeah, it's hundred percent. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Barry. Well, before we kind of get into the story about the the challenge you're doing and all that, let's just chat a little bit about yourself first. Give our listeners a bit of a background on who you are, where you're from. I know you've recently set up your own business. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit about all that. Well, I'm uh, from uh, Kildress in County Tyrone. And uh, I was, suppose that there's, for quite a few years, I've been interested in, in how you can actually push your body and how the mind works and how people overcome, uh, suppose, knockbacks in their life and that sort of thing and, and how they get back up on their feet and, and how other people then don't get back up on their feet. And there's been something just been niggling at me, I suppose, the last couple of years and saying that I need to speak to people about this sort of stuff. But to speak to people about them sort of things, you need to be wanting to uh, do public speaking. But public speaking, like for a lot of people, is is terrifying, absolutely terrifying. So I thought, well, um, if I want to better myself and if, if it keeps... It was niggling me for such a long time, and and it, it just wouldn't go away. And I didn't want it to go away, but I was thinking, well, how do I get around this without having to do public speaking? So, I just thought to myself, look, um, I have to go and do, and practice public speaking more. So I came across a fellow called Jerry Duffy down in Mullingar, and he was doing, um, and that's where obviously where I met yourself, and he was doing um, a course, just a one day course. There was thirteen people there, and he was saying to me. Uh, when I contacted him, he said to me, this would help you a lo- go a long way on that sort of, where, where I was looking to do in my business. So that was all right. Um, I thought to myself, well, look, I'll go down and do it. If I'm going to make a fool out of myself uh, in front of anybody, I might as well do it to people that haven't got a clue who I am. So Absolutely right. I thought I'd go down to Mullingar and do it. Absolutely. So I went down to Mullingar anyway and done it and spoke about, before that, Jerry had actually stated that at the start of the day, you have to speak was three minutes I think it was, was, that three, minutes, was yeah, yeah. Yeah. three minutes about anything you wanted at all so I was studying sports psychology level three just at that time so I thought well that's easy I'll speak about it and then at the end of the day you had to speak about the same stuff again but you had to um, add in the things that you material that you'd learned throughout the day so that was okay done me for a speech uh, got the feedback on it and read it was fair enough but I deep down inside I wasn't entirely happy about it so the whole day went on anyway learned a load of stuff and, and then towards the end of it then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to speak about sports psychology, I'm going to speak about something that I was really, really passionate about. And a couple of years before that, I had done uh, a challenge, which was uh, walk uh, 200 miles in 10 days, and it was the Appalachian Trail between Ardra and Donegal and up around the north coast and finishing in Larne. And I was doing this here to raise money for my local uh, GA club for their new pavilion. So I spoke about it, and I spoke about how people... 
uh, had told me that there's not a chance you're going to be able to do this. That I had a back operation a couple of years previous. Um, you're not athletic enough. You're carrying a bit of weight and all this sort of thing. And but I was so passionate about. It, I knew I could do it, and I I planned the whole thing out myself. And I went and done it. And um, and after I done that, after I done, I felt a lot better. When I went down to my seat again, I felt a lot better myself. And I thought to myself, this is pretty good. And the feedback I got back from a few people saying that that's the sort of stuff that you should be speaking about, that that they felt engaged to what I was talking about because they could, they felt as if they were there. Absolutely. So, um, when I was driving back up the road to Tyrone that evening, I punched the steering wheel. And I says, I for once in my life, I fucking know exactly what I want to do, and. I want to do the public speaking. Obviously, that's been niggling me for a while. The reason it was is because I want to speak about, do, do, uh, speak about uh, people overcoming their fears and self-belief and all that sort of thing. So, f- And I realised then that for me to actually find out exactly what I wanted to do, I had to go and step out of my comfort zone, which was go down and do that course. And once I'd done that, loads of possibilities opened up straight away that same day so when I came up that road I was so clear exactly. you start to realise what you're capable of it was you amazing know? Yeah. it was amazing and it didn't matter then if there were strangers or there weren't I was speaking in front of there was, I still had to do it and I was still shaking I was still sweating it was it was terrifying still but when I came up the road I thought to myself I know exactly now what I want to do so, that, so I started doing a lot of reading and I started doing a lot of uh, watching a lot of videos and all that sort of thing and I was very very interested it was a, a a lot of stuff I knew in my own head, so I didn't have to go and copy from anybody else. A lot of stuff I had my own opinions on my own theories and on 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 likes of goal setting and all that sort of stuff. So from from that day, it was it was massive. And um, after that day, then I've been thinking that for quite a while, and I thought, right, I don't want to pursue a business in this. But I've been working a full time job for the same place for maybe about twenty odd years, which is a great job and looked after very very well. And I just thought it's about time maybe that I done something for myself. So. Uh, it was a time actually with the uh, whole pandemic thing and all the rest and I just thought right okay maybe now is a good time to go and do this and I spoke to my boss about it and both of us discussed it and he thought it was actually a good idea because he knew I was kind of passionate about all this sort of stuff too so I made the decision then to leave my job and go and pursue this so I've been working on that his last number of months along with sort of my challenge as well and and you know what? I'm so excited about about oh. making that jump. You know, I love that. There's loads I want to unpack in that. You've spoke about loads of stuff there. The first thing I want to look at is you've mentioned you came down to Mullingar and we were there on the day and we were speaking and it was challenging. I think everybody was out of their comfort zone that day. To yeah. be honest, yeah. but for me, it's the importance of that challenge, challenging yourself, getting out of that comfort zone. Would have been easier to stay at home and not do it, mm-hmm. but also getting around the right people. And that was one thing I think everybody in that room said. The vibe and it was fantastic. Like it was so positive, it was so supportive. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah. and this is this is it. When you get the right people around you, anything is possible because everybody's levels come up. You exactly. know, exactly. and I think you could nearly pick anybody in that room, and you think about their morning session versus their afternoon session, mm-hmm. and it was nearly night and day. Like the oh, improvement is big yeah, time. Yeah. And, and nobody nobody felt really under pressure. Everybody knew what they had to improve on, and and they didn't they didn't hold back. They're up and try to do it. And yeah. so, some people use sheets of paper some people use the projector screen some people use the whiteboards and and that was grand and everybody had their own wee way for doing it yeah personally myself i felt better with a couple of wee small bits of uh, paper or do you know what i think worked really well for you barry uh-huh. was i think in the second session you figured out that tell stories and engage with people whereas at the first one it was your factual information was absolutely spot on 
but it was adding a little story or two and telling, exactly. and, and that's what people connect with. And, and I was like reading it. Yeah. I was like reading it off a sheet. Yeah. But when I was up the second time, it was just, it was coming from the heart because I, I was there and it, was, it happened to me. And then that made other people, the next few years, all sitting there and, and thinking the exact same if you were there with me, you know? Yeah. And I think though we were all challenged in that room and I think that is so important. If you want to improve, you have to be challenged. And even for me personally, because I had been doing a lot of speaking before that anyway, but I found that incredibly challenging. I found it really difficult. The fact that it was a small number of people. So you were going into a room with, just for our listeners, it was people sat around kind of a semicircle, all looking at you, all eyes on you. But I actually did a massive gig the week before that where I was speaking to a huge auditorium of people. And I actually found that one so much easier. So it was for me getting in front of this little group of people, 12, 13 people, all eyes are on you. You can see every face, you're every, seeing every response and every reaction. Yeah. That is challenging. Like that that is to challenging. me was a lot yeah. more intimidating. Yeah, I, I remember you you actually said that to me and I, I never actually thought of that before. And, and actually, I've, I've, it's always stuck with me that because I suppose when you're when you're speaking to a crowd of people, thousand people, whatever it was, then you're... You're looking everywhere, or you're it's, looking at the back of the room, and you're not you're not being paranoid by what this person's saying, or 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 thinking about oh what I'm saying here is this right or wrong, or what are they thinking about this or that? You all, know, all you see when you're on stage and there's hundreds of people in front of you, all you see is a blur of color. You don't see faces, but when you're yeah. in a little room where it's a very small environment, a handful of people, you see everything. You know, yeah. so I found that much more challenging. But again, I suppose it's that thing again that we're all challenged in different ways. So what for one person is easy for another person, you know. So you're probably your challenge that day was that it was coming up your first time speaking and whatever. So there's nerves and all that. For me, the challenge was totally different, but there was an equal challenge there. Exactly. You know, so it's just facing that and managing it yourself, and yep. I suppose doing your own thing. But, um, you handed in your notice then earlier this year on your job and set up your own company, That's right. wasn't it? Set up my own company, Barry Economy Coaching, and basically, uh, it involves speaking about self belief, uh, overcoming fear, setting your goals, and then taking action on those those goals. And, um, my audience would probably be the likes of uh, because I'm really really passionate about sport and how the body and the mind works uh, I speak to teams and I can speak to uh, individuals in sport also and even if people's not interested in sport it doesn't matter it's like, it's for personal development for anything in life so it doesn't have to do with sport uh, also um Corporate businesses there as well, but they can be small businesses or large businesses. It doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter at all. And is it? There's no discrimination here for anybody because the things that I want to preach about, they're just the stuff that I'm passionate about. But people can take hopefully inspiration from them sort of things, my different stories, and then maybe use it to what their dreams are. Then they can use them, but go forward in their life. Absolutely right, and. A mindset is a mindset, whether it's an elite level athlete or it's just the average person who wants to drop 10 pounds. It's the same principles that apply. You know, it's the accountability and it's the positivity and it's the resilience and it's the gratitude. It's all of those things. So we come back to speaking about goal setting, whether that goal is massive or whether that goal is something smaller. It's the same things that are going to get you there. It's yeah. it's really getting into your own head. And it's those like I think that's the big thing that most people overlook. I think they kind of like I deal with a lot of weight loss clients and you'll get the same questions over and over again. And it's typically what should I be eating? What should I be training for? What should that look like? I'm going, you know, the basics, you know what to do. That's not the problem. The problem is your mindset. That is for I would say for 90 percent of people. But 
everybody thinks they're the exception. They go, oh no, he needs to work on her mindset. She needs to work on her mindset. But I'm fine. I don't. I My mindset's fine. There's nothing wrong with me. You know, mm-hmm. but every single person I think in some way can benefit from working on their mindset, working on a little bit of personal development. What was... What was the why for you when you decided to set up your own business? I know you're incredibly passionate about working with people. Was there anything beyond that on a personal level that you were going, I don't want to be in this job anymore. I want to kind of have control of what I do. Or was there anything else there? I wanted, I've always a firm believer and for a long time you always, you're, you're, I suppose a lot of people are the same boat. People want to, to do something they're passionate about and make a living out of it. And I read different books on there saying that you should, you should, you should uh, write down the few things that you were interested in as a child, that sort of thing. And then, and if you're still interested in as an adult, then that's something you should be trying to make a living out of. And, and sport was one of those. Sport was was I was so interested in that. But I but I was also interested, and I didn't realize when I was younger. I didn't realize how much I was interested in people's how people's minds work. Um, so. Human behaviour is fascinating. It, it's it's amazing. It really, really is amazing. And I know I keep going back to sport, but it doesn't have to be that. There, it's, it's it could be doing with 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 business or or anything. And I just be um, so interested in how people can actually, um, if they get any disappointments in their life, how they bounce back from it. Because I I look at people sometimes and I think to myself, how did you recover from that? And sometimes you don't have a choice when you're put in that situation. It yeah, you sink or swim. And yeah. I suppose some people. They do find that resilience and they do dig deep on it and then other people maybe go under with it. And again, I think it comes back to the way you view things and it's your perspective on things as well. And I think sometimes you just have to try and gain a sense of perspective and gain, you know, what, what actually, how big actually is this problem? Like, I, I would get emails sometimes or messages on social media where somebody's saying, can I get a little bit of help with this? And they're saying, you know, this thing has happened and it's terrible and I feel like the world is caving in. I'm saying, okay let's actually look at this problem. You've built this up in your head and it's massive. But in the broader context of things, we see what's going on in the world now. There's huge challenges for everybody. But you can think of, you know, we, we're we here in Ireland and we are, relatively speaking, we're incredibly wealthy people. We're living a brilliant standard of life. You know, out of seven and a half billion people, there's an awful lot that can't say that. And, you know, your problem really, on the broader scale, might be a two out of ten, whereas you're thinking in your head it's a nine. So mm-hmm. it's it's always looking at I think what's going on outside of us and seeing there are bigger challenges for a lot of people, and we've got it quite good. And it's just keeping that sense of perspective sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. And there, there's there's sometimes um, sometimes people there know that there's something holding them back, and if they they might know what way to go about it, but they don't do it because it's it's the fear thing again, and and it's the fear and it's a, it's, it's a fear. What do you think that fear is? What what actually? What are they actually afraid of? Fear of what other people think, and they're afraid till maybe a massive change in their life, which they're maybe not used to. And sometimes it takes years and years for you to realize you have to make a change. Yeah. It really does, and. And then when you make the change, when you make the change, you'll know if it's the right change or not. It, it You'll know straight away whether it's the right change or not. Like me, starting up this business, I just felt I didn't have this feeling to say, oh, you made a mistake there. Yeah. I have this feeling saying, right, okay, there's going to be a lot of work in this, but this is... I'll do you, the work because I love it. I'll do the work because I love it. And yeah. and, and th- this is what I really, really want to do. And I thought, like, the hardest thing, and I was speaking to somebody recently about this, and... 
they were complaining about their work. And then I was saying to them, I said, well, like, this person was in, the, in this one job for about 30 years. And I said, well, what do you want to do? I don't know what to do. I said, what are your interests? And he went on to talk about different interests. And I said, with those interests, um, could you make a living out of those interests? And then he thought about it. And he thought, I might be able to, but I need to look into it more. But I don't know if I could do it. And then, so the conversation just went on saying, well, like, you're not going to know until you actually try it. And, and I said, I was saying as well that the best thing to do, and what I have done, is write down what it is that you'd want to do. And then write down what the positives and the negatives are there, though. Yeah. And then I said, when you write things down, it makes things become more and more clear. Oh, 100%. And, and maybe you're writing stuff down, next thing, something else comes out of the blue as well. Yeah. And you write that down and you think, like, and you're making big changes and that's you making a change there already. So this person has come back to me again and said that they have, they have, they've done this and they've made a bit of a change and they're, they're going to, they're going to follow their dream, but they haven't actually, they haven't done this yet now, but there's something they're working on. And to me, that's, that's a big step. Yeah. That's a massive step. Because the first step's the hardest. The first step's the hardest. And it is hard to find exactly what you want to do. People, so many people say, and I was one of these people, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Like, and I know what I'm interested in, but I don't know how I go about it and all the rest. But I found in that you just had to write it down. Like, you had to write yeah. all the things down what you're interested in and think, right, what what way do I go about this? And then get, as you were saying earlier on, about all the people in, in the speaking school, everybody's in, in there for the same reasons and everybody's, <laughs> A tight unit and everybody understands each other and all the rest it was about me for myself and for other people as well i think it's very important to get ask loads of questions and get in even like the linkedin follow people there that that already are doing that sort of thing that you're interested in and ask loads of questions because you'll find that most people will come back to you and give you an answer because they think that's that's a great way you asking me this you know yeah. and the more questions you ask the more answers you'll get and the more clear you'll get on where you want to go that's it and putting yourself out there and I know we had quite a few conversations like and it's even we just certainly have, yeah. yeah and it's it's just I suppose picking somebody's brains who nearly has been there and they can help you out in some way and they might not have all the answers but there might be something that you can pick up that you go oh that's useful oh yeah I, I didn't think of that because I tortured you a couple of times with things again no, that's great. No, but no but no that's great man yeah, because yeah. like that's I've been through that like so I can actually give you I suppose practical lessons that maybe you can avoid some of the pitfalls that I fell into, you know, and I yeah. think everybody should do that. But people are so afraid to ask and they're afraid that people will say no, but like what's the big deal? Like But they're also thinking that like like if if somebody's going to tell our interest starting a business that this person's already in, they're thinking, Well if I ask him why would he give me advice on this business if he's thinking I'm gonna be that, yeah. I'm gonna be a competitor or something. But that's so far from the truth I actually did think that at the time but no. it's so so wrong like. do you know what Barry what you're talking about there is fixed mindset versus growth mindset so for me the fixed mindset people are the ones that see things as they are they are this and that can never be changed and they see me as competition and the fixed mindset people they look for excuses all the time and they hold themselves back with that I can't do this I can't do that but this is just the way I am and there's nothing I can do about it whereas I think growth mindset people they realise when I can help other people out, I bring value to them, but I bring value to myself and I experience fulfillment and the whole world benefits. And even 
you know one of the things a business mentor said to me a while back actually in regards to fitness was he said there's an infinite amount of clients for an infinite amount of coaches we'll never run out there's enough for everybody that's exactly know? right yeah. isn't it mm, you know it I, I, you only benefit by like for me now being able to come here and have a conversation with you tonight on the podcast I benefit you benefit our listeners benefit everybody yeah. benefits there's no negatives to it like yeah, you know um, so I think it's just it's broadening broadening the mind a little bit sometimes as well and business is a certain way to teach you to do that when you get when you get started and you just kind of take the ball by the horns and and get it going what have been the biggest challenges for you in setting up the business um uh, i suppose getting used to social media i was never what that's been right on. you weren't even on it actually i wasn't, I wasn't on social media <laughs> at all and now i'm on linkedin instagram and facebook so uh now that when when I started that there, that was I felt so overwhelmed. Just thought this is yeah. madness. Like yeah. it's just, but you have to do it. Like yeah. you, you can't, you can't, you, can't do, it. you, do, you yeah. can't do it any other way. So it's it's once I get used to it, again I was a fear. You know, it was a fear. I've overcome it, and then once you've overcome it, then our great things came out of it. Yeah. So, um. You ha- you have to you have to just go and and and, yeah. and post whatever you can on social Absolutely. media and, and get out to the right people just and and definitely the right people and that's mm-hmm. the key phrase there because there's so many people on social media and I know we had this conversation I remember yeah. having this conversation before where we were speaking about what if such one thinks such and such and I'm going you have to just put your truths out there yeah. and that will attract the right people yeah. how have you found that has that yeah. resonated it it has I and you start then to see also. There's one two thing you said as well that never worry about the followers uh, because you'll always drop in followers but yeah. that's basically just you weeding them out yeah and then growing the ones that want to grow yeah you know and taking out the bad stuff just and that and that's all it is and, and that's okay because I just before that I probably would have been thinking oh well sure like why are they not following me or why is this happening is that happening but that's only it's only natural that Absolutely. everybody thinks they got there but then after you start to realize well look you want the people to follow you that, that, that are really, really interested in this stuff and it's going to do something for them and that's the bottom line, you know. Barry, if you were at a party and there was a group of people over here talking absolute shite about the coronavirus and whatnot and you're not interested in it, you're going to leave and you're going to go to the group that are talking about growth mindset and positivity <laughs> and you're going to talk. So I think online is kind of the same, you know. Yeah. It's The people that you want are going to follow you and the people that you want to engage with, you'll find them, you know. And that to me is the important thing about social media. It's not, it's not anything to take offence about if somebody's unfollowing you or whatever because, I mean, we all do it. If you're not interested in something, you're not interested. You're it's, not, interested. Not, it's not a personal it's thing. Not wrong and it's not a personal thing at all you're just not interested in it. and like there's loads of loads of different ones that I would have unfollowed too and yeah. I give them a try and it wasn't for me and then you move on to something else and, that, and that's just life and that's yeah. the way you go on with that is that is absolutely it um, what then are the biggest challenges that you have found with some of the people you've worked with so far is it kind of lack of self-confidence is it's, it it's, a, it's a no belief whatsoever in themselves okay no belief and these may be from people too that know what they want to do but they just are afraid to make that big yeah. massive step in their life about big change in their life whether it's uh, a loved one or thinking saying or holding them back family or friends whatever just holding them back and and maybe sometimes well maybe they do go and do it but then they hear one negative comment and then it pulls them back again yeah. and then they it's the self-belief self-belief is is that's why self-belief the first thing first thing that in my categories like I use them as as success principles and I think that you have to have the self-belief before you do anything else okay it helps when you have other people there to have that wee belief in you too 
but it all starts with yourself. And like at the end of the day, you're the num you're number one. It's it's your life, it's your body, it's your mind. You have to do what's right for you and not be held back by what other people uh want you to do. Because you're only keeping them happy, you're not keeping yourself happy. And that's what's down to. Absolutely right. And self belief is a hard thing for a lot of people to grasp sometimes and you know what? I think there's different types of people in the world. There's some people that are nearly just born into the world with self-belief and away yeah. they go and they're brilliant. And there's other people then that the type of people you've mentioned that they just find it really, really difficult to take that first step and just to back themselves. And I think sometimes you just have to jump. Like you can stand on the driving board for long enough and you'll talk yourself out of it, but sometimes you just have to jump and see what happens. Because when you take that first step and you start achieving little things along the way, the self-belief starts to come. But it's again, it's breaking down that goal. It's not thinking I should be out here running a marathon. It's not run 200 meters and build a little bit of self-belief. Exactly. You've achieved that yeah, and yeah. one step at a time. You have to, you have to set, you have to set the, the wee goals to achieve the big goals. And there's no doubt about that, but you're not going to reach that big goal. Just one on one attempt. There's so many things to get over, so many hurdles to get over, first of all. But but to say again, you have to have that belief in yourself to know that and passionate as well what it is you're going to do that you know that you're going to get over those hurdles. It's not a bother. You're just going to think, well, that's no problem. I know what way to go about that. Yeah, and it's just being consistent as well. I think it's just showing up day after day and just doing the right things. And that can be challenging for people as well because sometimes they don't always want the work element of it. But, you know, it's it's one I think sometimes you just have to say, look, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it and see how I go because people catastrophize and they think about, oh, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to end up living on the streets or whatever. Like, for probably 99% of our listeners that's not going to happen and yeah. you know I even thought when I set up my own business I did kind of same as you mentioned there look at the pros and cons how is it going to work out and the question I asked myself that I've come back to many times since was if the worst case scenario happened what is it and could I deal with it in a very practical way not being negative just I suppose give myself a little bit of peace of mind and I said if this doesn't go to plan worst case move back in with my parents rent out my house sort my life out maybe spend a little bit of time living at home not ideal by any means but I can handle it that's the worst case and just knowing that gave me an awful lot of just a little bit of confidence a little bit of peace of mind now I can go and do it you know yeah. whereas people yeah. just kind of just, they just jump the other end of the scale and they go oh no what, what if I lose the house what if I do this what if I do that but they don't think it through yeah that that's true because like as you say it's uh, not ideal but you can, it's, it. you can handle it like there's there's worse things absolutely there is yeah um and i think another issue for a lot of people as well is just that feeling that they're not good enough that other people can do it, but i can't do it yeah you know and even imposter syndrome is something i find incredibly interesting as well because i think we all experience that at some point to be honest um and even to this day i still experience that and it can hit you at the strangest oddest times mm -hmm. when you're never expecting it um, you know, and it's it's this one actually. Even I think it was about maybe six, seven months ago. I went to a networking event, and like I'd be quite shy anyway by nature. So I suppose networking events don't really appeal to me. But I said I'd go along and see what it was about. And you go in, and there was I think about twelve, thirteen people again at this event, and like I nearly just folded. Like I was like. Just start to doubt yourself and why am I here and all these people that are doing all this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it was it was so, so strange. And I went in and there's people talking to you and a lot of them are fronting. Like a lot of them are putting on this big business they have and whatever. Yeah. Whereas I'm probably a little bit more, I'll just say it how it is like, you know. Um, 
but I found then because new people coming in they give you the mic then to introduce yourself and whatever I was so nervous even taking the mic like and I was I just felt like I don't belong here you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and these people had themselves bigged up so much and I was letting it affect me which I shouldn't have done but I went home and you know they had added me on social media a lot of them and I looked up a lot of their businesses and most of these people were like two three hundred followers and I was going these people like I've probably done ten times more in business than a lot of pe- these people have and you still come out with that feeling of you know you're doubting yourself and you're going you know why am I here so I think it's it's kind of learning how to manage that at times and I think it definitely got better over the years it doesn't happen as much as it did Yeah. but I think no matter who you are you always kind of experience things like that and it's just you have to handle it you just have to handle it the best you can yeah. you do and I think you mentioned it earlier, self-belief. You kind of just have to remind yourself about why you're here and what you've done along the way rather than going, well, he's done this or she's done this. Look at the great businesses these people have. You have to give yourself a little bit of credit sometimes. Before you know it in your life, you're stuck in a rut. And then and then years go by and you sort of realise, well, this, this rut isn't what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. So you have to then make decisions. And that's why it's so scary because people just don't... People are afraid to hurt other people's feelings rather than thinking about themselves. But people has to start and it's not healthy either it's really not healthy to be bottling up stuff in your own mind stuff you want to do and taking the knockbacks from people to say that you're not able to do this for whatever reason and you've only got one and then you have to get on and the thing is the thing that I believe is always go with your intuition your gut because if you get a setback or somebody puts you off it but you're continuously still thinking about it then that means you have to go and do it. Yeah. You just have to go do it. Because if it's playing in your head, you have to do it. And that's it. That, that this, for me, uh, yeah. what I'm doing now, was playing my head for ages, but I didn't know what way to go about it. And I decided I needed to do, go to the speaking school and then I, it kicked off from there. Yeah. And it's, I think as well as that, like it's kind of just putting that first step in motion and just not even looking beyond that sometimes. Just kind of take the first step because the next one will appear then and you've spoke about it already, reaching out to people that you think might be able to help you or getting that bit of a plan in place, getting a little bit of a support network around you and getting the right people around you as well. And coming back to what you've just spoke about, you know, people holding you back, worried about what people think. That's that's a massive one, but it's one you have to kind of learn to block out and you have to just come back to what's important to me and why is it important to me to do it? And what difference is it going to make to my life? Because this is my life I'm living so live it for me not based on what other people think exactly. or not based on other people's it's, judgments it's amazing how how so many people like that yeah. it really really is and uh, when you're like that yourself you don't think that all people's like that but it's when you then get over that hurdle yourself and then you start to hear all people's stories you start to think my god that sounds so familiar that's the way I was for a long time and you start to think jeez there's so many people like that yeah. and that's why as well that the people I've been speaking to recently different clients that when I gave them that sort of eye-opener, I suppose, as to how they should be going about as as, as to find their self-belief, then it's it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. It's an amazing feeling. It really, really is. And it was worthwhile all the going down to the speaking course and all and and, uh, and um, just grabbing the bull by the horns and going and making it happen just for me because now I'm able to help all people with that and there's no better feeling very rewarding very rewarding very rewarding and I think even from your perspective or anybody's perspective that has just set up a business as well like you know even if it doesn't work out you can still go back to what you were doing 
you haven't lost anything. Like, I think people yeah. just think, oh, well, if I move now, that's it. And I can't, you know, and I'm finished if it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you left a job and I left a job and we set up our own businesses. And, like, I, I always thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. And I, I was so, so determined to make it work, as you were. And even at that, I always thought, well, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to gain so much. I'm going to grow so much as a person. And even if it doesn't, I can walk back into a leisure centre and get a job there anytime. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work. Yeah, but you yeah. have to try it. You have to. If you're yeah. passionate about it, you have to go after You have it. to try it. And, and, and like, I've started mine and mine's early days. And the thing is, I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that it works. But if it doesn't work, I'll get a job. Yeah. And if I have to get a job full time and work on it part time, then that's okay. But um, I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah. I would have worried about that at the time, but I'm just going to go with the flow. And Absolutely. just And like, if I if it doesn't work, but I tried everything to make it work, um, then I can say, well, look, look I give it a go, you know. Yeah. But you'd rather try and fail than not try at yeah, all. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty confident now that, that this this is going the direction I want to go, you know, because it will, yeah. it's it's something that I'm I really passionate about and have a really really good feeling about the whole the yeah. whole the whole thing. Yeah, no, I was the exact same, and it's that it's that thing where you're just jumping out of bed in the morning because you love it so much, you know, and when you've yeah. got that, I think you'll go the extra mile and you'll do the work because That's it's it. just, like, it nearly, it just, it's nearly consuming your life, but it's something you love, like, and you can probably identify with this as well, but like, I just feel like I never work. Like, I, I do 15-hour days and it's just like, geez, that was good. Like I enjoyed that, you know. And yeah. I think I think we're privileged to be in that position well, that you can and that's do that. It. And you get yourself. I got myself in the routine where I was getting up, say, about six in the morning, half six. And I like that feeling when you're up in the morning and nobody else is really up. There's people going on to work to depend on where they're at and all the rest. But I, I, I was just had this always in my head that I'm the first one up and that's it. And I've by ten o'clock, I've nearly a half day's work done. And that that maybe involved the likes of doing meditation and, and doing going through me affirmations and going through me goals and they might be small goals or long term goals and I got that routine then every day and then maybe took 45 minutes maybe to read a book and sometimes that 45 minutes maybe went into two hours because you, you could carry it away with the book yeah. and because for a long time um, I couldn't get myself focused till, till sit down and read a book but once I do then I can I can't put it down at all. Yeah. But and I started to realise as well I can't read a book. I when I was younger I loved reading the book when I was in bed. But now if I go to read a book in bed, I'd be sleeping in five minutes. So now I've had to restructure that and I do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. Same you know? And it sets you up for the day. And it sets you up for the day. And and you can bring that into your business as well. And that's another thing which I for the viewers, which is very, very important to you, is 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 that read as much as possible. Yeah. Read as much about and watch different videos on YouTube as well. There's there's so much out there, and that that's not saying that you have to use their content or anything like that there because, uh, it's just getting ideas where people are coming from and and to show you as well and to give you that belief. We keep going back to, in yourself and that it can show you that it can be done. Like and it's positive reinforcement, and the it more is, yeah. the more of it you take in, the more it shapes your mindset. Oh, well, I doubt. And it's like. You know, when people talk about motivation and whatnot, like, and I would say motivation comes and goes. And, you know, 
it's, it's I kind of think of it like in terms of a shower a showering is not going to keep you clean forever but it's still a good idea to do it every day you know yeah. so I think the same listen to podcasts listen to audiobooks as you say YouTube reading books like it's just it's so so good at shaping that mindset and it's like it's like anything it, you have to do it consistently it's not a case of just do it once and then come back to it in eight months time and read another chapter to be consistent you know? it has to be consistent yep yeah you have to get yourself into a routine and, and get to pick a time of day where you can read it even 45 minutes yeah. you read a book 45 minutes a day you won't be long through the book yeah. and the thing is if you really enjoy the books like myself sometimes then that book will go on for maybe two hours you know and then but then you have to set aside the reason i have a 45 minutes because i have stuff in my diary there that i also want to get done so i have a set I've setting things set aside what I do first thing in the morning that sets me up for the day and that's the likes of the affirmations all as well but I think all that sort of things is so important you, yeah. you need to get up in the morning with a positive attitude and start the day on the right foot yeah. like that's what it yeah. is isn't it because you're straight away giving the brain positive messages you're straight away taking in a little bit of inspiration from somewhere and it just gives you that little bit more energy to carry you through your day and then you think about what a lot of other people do which is their phone is on the locker they pick it up as soon as their eyes open start scrolling Facebook start scrolling Instagram the comparison kicks in they're looking at ranting and raving from people on Facebook and straight away their mood and their energy levels are dropping before they've even made it out of bed it's mental how that happens and it's a it's 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 another it's another bad bad habit everybody's got and you know what it's it's actually a habit that uh, that I would still have a bit uh, but the thing is I'm aware of it yeah. and I'm working on it so yeah sometimes you have to be aware of these things first of all it's not something you can just do straight away you have to gradually then start to think right okay I'll start rather than going to bed I'll do it before I go to bed yeah. and then put it down or something but everybody has the same problem yeah it's probably I suppose self-awareness as you mentioned is the first step and then I've kind of tried to just set a little rule in place now where I'm going no social media until after breakfast so at least I'm kind of getting a good start to the day and you're getting a bit of time for your own thoughts and set yourself up properly for the day what's the day ahead looking like and you know just getting yourself in the right headspace before you go near any of that stuff there's no right or wrong way it's whatever way that suits you you know whatever it suits you just there's no like there's no there's no pressure there shouldn't be any pressure as to when you should go on the social media and I got there, yeah. but but I think it should be just done a wee bit more uh, more responsible in a way because there's nature is a big thing. Nature for me is massive. I know we're going to go on to that in a, in a, in a bit in a way, but like my challenge now. But okay, you need social media for certain things and all the rest. But for me, to have the real clear mindset is out in nature. Yeah, I'd say it all him. You need time off from it. You need time yeah. to get back just to reconnect with yourself. I kind of, I always compare social media to food when I speak about workshops. I say it's like if you consume too much of it, it's going to make you ill. You know, everybody needs a certain amount probably, but at a certain point it becomes detrimental. So I think it's just keeping that moderation, keeping that balance, keeping yeah. that perspective. Um, let's chat a little bit about what you're doing at the minute and why we're sat here in the camper van at half nine at night. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you, you set up this mad <clears throat> challenge to walk the wild Atlantic way. I have indeed, yes. This was been another thing that's been in my head for quite a while. I like the wee challenges. So as I said earlier on, I've done one before 200 miles in 10 days and I actually thought that would have been the last of it but that was 2017 I think it was so only took a few years later and, and I've, another one has come into my head and it's funny with me that the, just these things come in my head and you just can't they won't go away and just think well, you, you have to do something for it you have to you're going to regret it and like I'm 43 now and I just thought like 
why not? You know, I'm still fit enough and I'll get the right coaching behind me and, and, and uh, I'll just go for it. But um, as you say, yeah, 1,600 miles. Um, that's the whole Atlantic way from Muffin County Donegal to Kinsale and County Cork. So it's uh, so when, when I worked it out for myself, or what I wanted to do was 40 miles per day for 40 days. And people have still been asking me, and today is day nine, so people have still been asking me, why 40 miles? Well, simple, it was, 20 miles was too, was, was a bit easy. 30 miles is still doable, but 40 miles is a real challenge. So that's why it had to be a challenge. And as well as that, it's, it was for mental health. And for me to go through, to raise money for mental health, I thought, I want to push my body and my mind to the limits here. And because there's people with mental health issues that are going through worse stuff than I'm going through for 40 days. And I think this is, this is the least I can do for, for a charity that's, that everybody knows, everybody everybody's familiar, everybody knows somebody with mental health issues, you know. And it's something that when I spoke to the charity steps about, uh, when I hear different stories and all the rest, that stayed away, I just thought this is the right thing for me. and uh, But I, I wanted to do it for myself as well. So it's not... It's not for a selfish point of view. I, I want to do it for for mental health, but also want to do it for myself. And the I want to the challenge just and, and prove again to myself. And it's not to prove to anybody else. It might have been to prove to people before, but now it's all about proving to myself yeah. and going that one step further. And 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 it is a challenge. Yeah. It is a challenge. There's no mental doubt about it. Mental and physical, I'd say. Oh, without doubt. So you're on day nine at the moment. Am I right? I'm on day nine. So you've covered quick maths three sixty miles. Is it? About that, yes. But there's been a wee break in between. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> the break in between was something I could never prepare myself for. But I started on the 18th of July. And then um, on day six, I had 25 miles done on day six. Well, sorry, if I go back maybe until the third day, I was going between Ramelton, Ramelton and Downings in Donegal. And I got an insect bite. And... Didn't pass any marks on it, because so, usually you do get bites, but went to the chemist, got a couple of bits and pieces for it, thought it was sorted out. But came to day six, and I had 25 miles done of it, and my cousin was driving the camper van, and she says, I think you need to go to the GP with that. It's, 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 like I knew myself it was swollen up, but she says it got very angry looking. Okay. And... So I was him and Hannah, I was him and Hannah, I was thinking, I know doctors are like, two doctors are going to just say, look, you just can't do that challenge, like, it's, it's just, you just can't, like, <laughs> you like, no I just didn't want to hear it, even though I knew it was probably the right thing to hear, Yeah. I didn't want to hear it, and so we went, it was near Glenty's, so we went to Glenty's and we got checked out, and the, she didn't even, she didn't even come near my leg, she's seen it from a distance, and she says, that's cellulitis, and I got, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I didn't ever even hear the cellulitis, but I knew it didn't sound good. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good at all. So, uh, she says, straight to Letterkenny Hospital. So, I went to Letterkenny Hospital and got bloods taken. And the blood results depended where I was going to be staying in Letterkenny or it's going to be going home. So, we came back. Blood results were grand, but they says that's definitely cellulitis. So, if you had left that another couple of days, it could have been lethal. Great. As yeah, in what? Like, can poison you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I says I all, at that stage I was still concerned about the challenge because I was thinking like but I've prepared myself for this from last September and now all of a sudden I've been bit by a fly and this is going to put me down and she says look when you've been walking on this made it worse 
and what you do is now you take seven days of antibiotics and you do nothing for two weeks so that was okay i started back then again done all what had to be done and just thought i had to be sensible about it as well so then the day your health's very very important and i'll do the challenge so it was no big deal it was out of my control i think i probably would have been more annoyed about if it had been an injury that I had picked up to do with my back or my leg or something like that, I would have been blaming myself for not doing my stretches right yeah. or preparing myself right that way. But this was totally out of my control. So so that was all right. Then I scheduled in for two weeks then again. And then I went back then on Sunday past there and went down and I finished my... Sorry, I went down on Saturday past and on the Sunday morning then I finished day six. So I had an hour 15 mile to do. So I finished it off. Was I, because the day I originally finished was 25 miles okay, that's, the day, gotcha, I went to, gotcha. that's the day I went to Glenties you see Yeah. and then so I had to finish the 15 miles so I'd done it that morning got it out of the road and then prepared myself for the 40 miles after that so so here I am today now on day 9 and, uh, and you're, you're bright red with the sun I, um, <laughs> things aren't getting any easier very it's <laughs> so warm it's so so warm out there at the minute it's amazing it, but I'm not complaining I love the warm weather but when you're doing forty miles a day, yeah. it doesn't make it. It doesn't make it easy now. But a few uh, degrees lower, it'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine. A wee breeze there, a wee bit of a maybe a bit of a drizzle there would would come in handy. That's kind of one of the things you can't really train for as well. Not in Ireland anyway. Not in you Ireland. Know, certainly not. You kind of just gotta take it as it comes. But look, there's like I head away there at half four in the morning, and that's to leave more time for me then to be able to sort things out in the evening, get electricity for the for the camper van, and and. Uh, get water in the tank here for a shower and water and all that sort of thing so there's a lot of things goes on behind the scenes and then getting your posts up and letting people know how you're getting on all that sort of yeah. thing you know so there's as I say there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes and also I like to write the stuff into my diary what's happened that day because you want to look back and and remember the people that you were speaking to each day and in which towns and all that sort of thing because you can't just do something like this here and just forget about it because yeah. it's massive it's yeah. really really massive but it's taken me a while to realise it's massive, you know. I, a lot of people are saying, that's mad, what are you doing this for? Like, is there something wrong with you? And I just think to myself, maybe there is something wrong with you, but sometimes... Something wrong with you in a good way. <laughs> I think it's great. It's sometimes, yeah. like, the, the, the people they got there needs needs to set the tone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So if somebody else wants to then tell better at them or whatever in a couple of years' time, then that's gone. Look, yeah. it's not done yet. Yeah. By any stretch of imagination, but I'm totally prepared to do it. And I've got... Two great coaches that from my local gym in, in, in Cookstown as well, and I've got a nutritionist coach as well. The three of them are absolutely exceptional, and they have been with me from the very, very start. From my spoke about this, like they were as excited as I was. And first of all, when I had this idea in my head, I had to check with them to say, Look, can you can you put your heads together and see is this definitely physically possible? <laughs> because I didn't want to make any rash decisions on it either. So they said it. Look, they checked. They actually did check it up themselves. They didn't just make, give me an answer right away. They said, "We'll come back to you." So <laughs> That's really sure anyway. Yeah. So that was a wee bit worrying at the start, but they come back and then they said, "Look, it's doable." But the right training. Yeah. You know, and uh, how much training went into it, Barry? Was it months and months? Yeah. Like I started last September, and I had I've spent maybe the first couple of months in the gym, and I was building up all the core strength and all that sort of thing. And uh, because I had a back operation back in two thousand and. 13, 2012, 2013, something like that. I had a prolapse disc, sciatica. So they knew the history of me back. And so they put me through my paces. They knew what I could lift weight-wise and what I couldn't. And and 
they were very very good they're, they're excellent even now we have a group chat there and i let even during all the training sessions when i when i did start to gradually build up my mails then i would let them know what how i got on that day what mails i done what my intake was like what my energy was like mm. and it's even went as far as, as a stage where i had to take photographs of my food and send in what what foods i was taking as well and um it was a learning process for me because learning nutrition is very, very hard and I'm still learning as I go along. And I'd imagine we, you're requiring a good few calories at the minute, are you? Yeah, but, but like, eat, I had, eat about five meals a day and, not, and like, even when I'm not hungry and I, I, I did find that the most difficult but my coaches were, kept saying that you need the calories, this, this, you need the energy. This you need to do. You need, you need it. It's far more important even than the training you're doing. You, yeah. you have to, you have to, uh, it's like a car running out of diesel, just you have to yeah. keep, you have to keep it going all the time. And, and I think getting protein and that in there for recovery. You massively. Know? So, to be fair now, uh, I've definitely have food in my head all the time. And I don't waste time. We we pass a filling station that sells hot food. And I'm straight in and I'm reading it. So, and I take stuff for, for there and then. And then I take stuff out of it then for later on. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, then I've kind of a wee structure going in place where maybe stop every three hours or so for food. And then in between that, if I feel like something, I would take some nuts, that sort of stuff yeah. as well. And I would take me jelly as well. And some um, yogurt with sesame seeds, that sort of stuff as well, you know. So you, you try to, to spread all the different varieties of stuff that you can take, you know. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'd say you kind of learn after a few days as well, the routines and structures, and you kind of see what works well and what doesn't work. And Exactly. How, how are you finding the challenge from a mental perspective out on the roads? Is that tough, kind of staving off boredom and being in your own head for 13 hours a day? Or are you coping okay? Uh, it's it's interesting because uh, different people that's been out with me, they were saying, like, all they're thinking of was cork. All they're thinking of was cork. And I said, like, if I start thinking about cork at this early stage, oh, your, nice. your your head would go. No, one know? day at a time. There's no point. So then they would say, right, okay, 40 miles a day. And they're looking at 40 miles a day. And I said, well, I don't even look at 40. I said, I would just look at it like I'm doing eight, five-mile walks. Like sometimes, it all depends on how I feel in the morning when we wake up. Mm. Right, okay, I'm going to eat for eight, five-mile walks here. And it sounds so easy, you know, that way when you're telling your brain yeah. that, that you're only going for five-mile walks, yeah. you know. But that's it with every goal. It's breaking it down, you know. It's not it's breaking it down. And not overwhelming yourself with the big end goal at the end. You'll get there if you do the consistent small goals. Without doubt. And like... To be fair, the last two days I've been very, very tough to do with the weather, and then picked up a couple of wee niggle injuries. Like left foot is swollen up a bit, right? It's not sore, and then the hips a wee bit sore. It's something I've never got before. But um, but I what I do is when when I night and even times and then tonight as well before I go to bed, what I'll do is I'll get the foam roller out and I'll start going over my back and and uh, my legs and all the rest and just try and, and, and keep myself right as much as possible and then I need to actually get myself uh, physio work done over the next few days as well uh, but I try to look after things as much as possible uh, because all I can do is take each step at a time and, and the way I look at it is that, that as um, once I've like it today finished like that's me finished here today in um, Ballester so another step on the journey it's another step on the journey and then by this time tomorrow I'll be in Balna so, so that's a, to me that sounds like it's a huge stride yeah. you know so I'm in Lanaw County I'm yeah. getting closer to where I need to be but I'm not getting that far ahead of myself if I start thinking that far ahead of myself I'm going to pick up injuries I'm going to get carried away and 
I just need to take even when I'm out there I just need to take each even every couple of hours at a time and just see where I'm at and making sure I'm doing the right things and whatever I niggles I have along the way just try and get myself right as much as possible and my coaches are keeping me right as well so as I say we're working this as a team and it's so far it's working pretty pretty good so mentally I'm strong I'm feeling strong at the minute it's early days and when you think of it too I'm, I'm doing 40 days but I'm still training you know I'm yeah. like these first 20 days I'm training for the last 20 days so I like to think that I'm going to be a lot stronger by the time this finishes yeah. so um, but it'll be interesting to see but it's, 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 it's all it's all down to me and what I eat and how I get me sleep the sleep hasn't been the best for myself it's taken me a while to wind down and and Trying to process everything and uh, you're buzzing as well. You're, you're buzzing. Adrenaline is flowing. Yeah, you're surely and like you're going to sleep. And like last night, or was the night before, I went to bed at nine o'clock and I woke up at ten and I was ready to get up. I was, I felt that power nap was all I needed, mm. and then I couldn't get to sleep for ages. Then again, you know, so that's kind of way it's been. Maybe five or six hours sleep at night and it's all ready that I'm getting. So I'm not getting anywhere near the eight hours okay. at the minute, but. As I say, so much goes on behind the scenes and after you're finished and you don't... It's a rushing match. You're trying to get... You're trying to find the routine. But let's say, like, it's only day nine. I'm starting to find my feet a bit better as, as to where I need to be in the evenings and... and, and Figure and out the logistics and all as well. And yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's the part you'd probably love to cut off and say, just leave me and let me walk and not worry about anything else. If you had somebody that was organising where you've been hooked up every night with the electricity for your camera van and the drivers the next day... That would be make life a lot easier. Oh God's sake, man! That would be a dream, just an absolute dream. But I know it's that's that's the hardest part. But it always goes going to be like that. But talk to me about the practical day to day when you're out there on the road and you're on your own and there's nobody around for miles. Is there times when doubts kick in or there's thoughts coming into your head that you don't want to be there and you have to go? Whoa, hang on here a second. No, I'm okay. I'm going to keep going. Or is it is are you kind of good at managing your mind in that way? Look, we're all human, and there's times that there's there's things going to come into your head that you're going to be thinking like, "Why did I take this on?" And but very quickly, I remind myself of of the for the cause and for for the the charity that I'm raising the money for, and plus for myself as well that that this is a big this is a big thing that that you can do, and that that by the twelfth of September it'll be all over, and like what's it should have been six weeks all together so what's six weeks out of your whole life you know you just go for it and that's one of those things on your deathbed you're looking back and you're yeah. going to fucking proud like, of myself for doing that uh, like okay I'm sore but like I'm going to be sore today for you're going to be sore just yeah. like your body's getting used to this so like this sounds mad right it sounds absolutely mad but I I would talk to my legs right I would say to my legs right you have to start thinking the way my head's thinking here yeah, yeah. like we're all one we're all yeah. one body yeah. right Okay, the mind's at the top, you're at the bottom, you're doing the work here. Yeah. But my mind says you can do it, so start doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, what <laughs> I'm actually, sounds as if I'm talking crazy, but no, I'm, you're and you know what it does? You're it, 100% it, right. it keeps me motivated and it keeps my yeah. mind distracted yeah. from any pain and it makes yeah. me laugh, you know? But I always say to people, Barry, in a, in a training environment, your body will give up long before your brain will. So if you can keep the brain going, yeah. you'll get it finished. So yeah. the fact that you are mentally strong enough to say, get yourselves together legs come on <laughs> sort yeah. yourself out you know I think you'll. Be, I think that's a strong strong position to be in it'd be worse if it was the other way if the legs were fine and it was the head that was given up that's you right. know so I think in that regard you're probably pretty pretty lucky 
in when you're actually out there and you're walking a day, are you listening to podcasts? Or are you listening to music? Are you listening to anything? Or are you just walking? It's just funny that it depends. If there's people like with me, obviously you're not listening to anything at all. And um, there's days I have the, the headphones around my neck and I never even put them on my ears. Yeah. And then there's other days. Then yesterday now, I had, I had music just playing. And you go through different phases. You go through different phases, and then I might, have, I, I might say, right, I fancy music here, and I put on music and listen to one song, and I turn it off again, yeah, and maybe yeah. I listen to it. And, and it, it all really depends. And, and then there's maybe some parts for there with the scenery, and all is great. And then you go and you, you look at the scenery, and that takes your mind off it. You take maybe a couple of photographs along the way as well. And because at the end of the day, it's about the scenery too, and I have to enjoy it. Like, it's not, I don't want to just bypass me and thinking that. Yeah. you just done this walking from one place to the other and you never took in what's around you. So there's days where the head's down and then... It's all you, about the journey, not you, the destination. Exactly. You have to put the head up and say, this is, this is, this is what it's about. This is where you want to do the Atlantic Way is because the scenery is just out of this world. It really, really is. And the other thing as well, the support I've been getting along the way has just been magnificent. So there's days when your head's down and you're feeling sorry for yourself and then all of a sudden... Somebody's coming behind you, beeping the horn or donating or whatever it may be and shouting out the window, keep it going, keep it going. You just think, so, exactly. Yeah, that's this, what you this need. Was, this was all about. That's what it's about. Um, I found always when I'm out running or that, I get an awful lot of clarity. I don't know if you've experienced that when you're walking, but sometimes I'd find just the clarity you get from it. Ideas start flowing for me. My best business ideas have always come when I'm a few miles into a run. And I think it's exactly what you mentioned there. It's the fact that you're distracted. There's no distractions around you anymore. You're out on your own. There's nothing looking at this, looking at television, looking at screens. And it's just that time on your own. Feel good. Endorphins are flowing. And I have always, always found with regard to my business, that is always when the best ideas have come to me. Have you experienced any of that at all? Uh, sometimes. Not not all the time now. But it it is it is a place for, for gathering your thoughts. There's no doubt about it. Like, like, if I that's why sometimes maybe I don't have the music on I like the first thing in the morning when I'm out I would say my affirmations and then a couple of prayers to, to just set me on my way for that day and, and just to just to keep myself right and keep myself like do not to forget because I used to do these things when I was doing the training so I just thought like why should it be any different now when I'm, when I'm actually doing the challenge you know so and sometimes there then when I take them things with me that I've done the training it makes that wee bit easier yeah. and um, but I do there's times there you want to get you want to take a lot of stuff in and that's why at times there that you don't I don't really some ideas come to me okay to do your business different ideas and then I would maybe send myself a message there to say follow up on this or whatever you know yeah. but it doesn't happen a lot but but yeah. saying that I do get very clear thinking when I'm when I'm out and about yeah. especially out in especially out in Asia it doesn't have to be too far certainly out there but it's just on my own and that's why sometimes I suppose I don't listen to any music you know yeah, yeah. and when you get into the, the re rural roads there re country roads there especially when there's not a lot of cars about that's when you can really enjoy it yeah just switch off and chill um, so day nine you're almost there now it's 1400 miles in total isn't it 1600 16 is it 1600 miles in total oh, yeah okay it's a serious old challenge to take on so 
what's going to happen when you finish, Barry, after obviously eating loads of pizza and chilling out and <laughs> having a few beers? What's, what's the plan going forward once this challenge is out of the way? Is it back to time to focus on the business or is there another challenge on the way or is it just um, taking time off? Well, I have to make sure, and it's actually funny enough, I thought of this a couple of days ago when this is all over, that I make sure that I get myself straight back into something very quickly because especially since I've been training for from last September, and all of a sudden you can get yourself into a real depressed mode and it's very important that you keep your mind active and move on to something else that you're basically passionate about so okay i'll be probably taking a couple of weeks off as to training ways but i want to get back into the gym again and keep mm. um keep going to the gym keeping my head right there and still I getting out for walks, but I won't. I won't be doing any mild challenges for a while. You won't be doing sixteen hundred uh, miles for a while again. Yeah, or, or maybe, or maybe I'll, I'll do the six hundred mile coming back up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding yeah. me! I um, love, I love to hear everyone's opinion after that. <laughs> oh, stop! But I, I actually think you've touched on a great point. There is a uh, very often after something like that, where you've put so much time and so much energy into something, and you've achieved something massive. There is a downer after it and it doesn't Massively. get spoken about, you know, yeah. and I think it's really good that you're bringing attention to that because your body will need time to recover. So you will have to take downtime, but it's doing enough to keep yourself ticking over and it's having a plan in place. And you often see it with people even who retire from sports. Like sometimes they struggle big time because they're on these highs and then it's gone. And the, it's the, like, yeah, their, their whole their whole life has changed. There's maybe a lot of sports people there have been playing football since they're 17, if they sign professional contracts or whatever, they're doing the exact same thing up until they're maybe, what, 35, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden then that's taken away from them. There's no more yeah. training, there's no more yeah. nutrition. There's, it's just totally, and I suppose a lot of them do go down a path of their own businesses and kind of invest their money maybe wise over the years, but there's a lot of them that don't. And, yeah. and you've actually seen as well, as last number of years, the amount of the former players and all have come out with uh, suffering from depression all yeah. too you know so yeah. it's uh, it's very very um, it's scary once you get into that well I so think I think the, the big thing with that is to probably have a plan I know it's easy to say but in the few years beforehand that you're just planning ahead and you kind of have something lined up which is exactly what you said there when you finished this challenge that you want to do something that there's something there to fall into that you're not just going blindly going it's done and uh, that's it <laughs> you know so you just have some bit of a plan I think that is important yeah no, no there's no doubt I, but, so what, what I plan to do is obviously just get stuck into my business that's, that's, I'd say you can't wait for that now is I, it? I can't wait for that because it was great doing both of them together, but the challenge kind of took over because yeah. it was a time scale that needed to be done now. Uh, it was the main priority, but now the only thing I think of then after that is just entirely on my business and drive it forward. And But as well as that, for I believe as well that you need to actually, for your own business or even to do any work at all, you need to be keeping your mind healthy and you need to be still... Um, going to the likes of the gym and all and just not not because you could very easily just say not do any of that and not go to the gym at all anymore or maybe leave it for six months and you're starting all over again so you want to try and keep yourself 
active, even even if it's only a couple of nights a week. You, do, you know, and you become so much more productive anyway in business. If your mind is clear and you feel good and your energy levels are high, everything benefits. Like your yeah. whole business starts to drive forward. And I think the ones that really struggle are probably the ones that are just working and then going to bed and work and bed and work and bed. They're going to take some time away from it. It does the world of good and just look after your energy levels, look after your mind. It makes the world a difference. Yeah. Um, I know you want to get to bed because you're back up early to get cracking again in the morning. So let's just finish up for any of our listeners that want to maybe help you out in some way be that somewhere to plug in the van at night or be that to donate to the cause where do we get you yeah well you, you can get me on facebook or um, instagram or linkedin and it's under barry conway coaching and there'll be a just given page there as well and so people can donate through there or if they're out and about i'm heading towards balna tomorrow and uh, every night i'll be posting of what towns roughly that i'm going to be arriving at each day so if anyone's uh could help me in getting uh electricity plugged in for electricity for the night basically all i need electricity for cooking my food uh charging up my pedometer and my mobile phone for the next day and so it's just plugging the van into the electricity is all just pl- for. that's all that's all that's all basically all it is and uh sometimes might need some water there just for the tank here for the for the camper van and uh also probably need some drivers if there's drivers available to do fancies follow me for about 10 or 11 hours from about <laughs> half four in the morning you're how could you turn that you, down how could you turn that down <laughs> you'll have some crack the whole day too and it'll be, you're, you're going to be part you'll be part of a real massive challenge that we're yeah. doing here you know so so like i take note of everybody that has the, the drives and everybody that has that has has played some part in the yeah. whole thing and um it's about everybody doing this together because at the end of the day it's not just about me like this is just about this is about the actual uh, charity and steps name, name and them for us again steps. steps steps yeah yeah okay mental health lovely um, I think what I'm going to do there is if you give me the link I'll just post it when I'm putting out the podcast just for anybody who wants to donate I'll post it with each time I post up the podcast and the link is there directly they don't have to go looking for it um, so if we can get any donations guys it would be greatly appreciated you've seen this man is putting himself through insect bites and a hospital and God knows what so and give if, him a few quid and if there's any <laughs> if there's any physios out there as well that to, could take a look at my back and my legs to get me uh, flying again then that would be good because I definitely need a wee bit of physio work the foam roller can only do so much <laughs> I can imagine well look I'm sure people are going to be listening to this over the next few days so tell me where you're off to you're going to Balina next and where is after Balina I'm going to Balina next and then I am heading to uh, the next town is I'm just checking my diary here just Balina to uh, Glenamoy Glenamoy Galway yeah yep and then on to Belmullet so say I'll be posting this every night. I'll be letting people know roughly. Well, anybody that's in those places, um, if anybody wants to walk a bit with them, if anybody wants to donate, if any physios are listening, if anybody can let them plug in the van for the night, it would all be greatly, greatly appreciated. I think I might even join you for a few miles myself at some stage, Mary. Sounds great. Pop down. Sounds brilliant. Talk the head off of each other for another few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pass days. Pass a few miles. Pass a few miles. 40 miles will just fly by. <laughs> awesome. I enjoyed that, Barry. That was really, really good. And I think people are really going to enjoy that at home to be honest with you thanks so for having me Alan it was really really um, good and all the best with the rest of it and mind yourself thank you very much alright cheers um, guys before I finish up I'm going to do a little bit of self promotion my new online course Elevate was launched this week 12 week course it is incredible it is high level if anybody wants to get in serious shape for Christmas change your mindset change your life 
bit of personal development, bit of life coaching, all that sort of stuff. What I want you to do is send me a private message with the word podcast, just so I know where you've come from, because that always helps. Know where's working with advertising and where's not. Cheers, guys. All the best. Talk to you again soon.